to change today The liquor been taking the pain away I heard you was giving your chain away That's kind of like giving your fame away What's wrong with you? I sit in a box where the owners do A boss is a road that I've grown into I love you to death, but I told you to Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to yet another episode of What's Next with Rio's podcast series. Um, we are back. You know, we're ready to give you guys some more content and more episodes. First, before anything, um, uh, my team and I would like to apologize, you know, to our viewers. We know we haven't been so consistent in getting those episodes out on a consistent basis. But um, we're working to, you know, give you guys that opportunity to watch our episodes on a weekly basis. And that's something that we're going to improve on in, in the future. But we do have some good news for you guys. Our website is now up and running. Um, we launched our website about two weeks ago. And, um, you know, if you want to go see that, our website is www.whatsnextwithrio.com. So uh, make sure you go check that out. Um, if you haven't already, just like and subscribe for us. That would do our team wonders as well. So let's get right into it. Got another sp special guest coming on to share his story and and. Uh, talk a little bit more about where he's headed into the future. Um, so let's get right into it. Who's this person? Um, he's one of the best players in the NBA G League. He just recently signed with the Los Angeles Clippers on a two-way NBA contract. So um, congratulations to him. In the G League, he averaged about 18 points per game, seven assists per game, and four rebounds per game. Um, he's a 6'2 guard, a Goodwater, Alabama native. So all my Alabama viewers, um, this guy's coming from, he's, he's an Alabama native. Uh, so you might want to check him out if you haven't heard anything about him. Um, like I said, he just signed his two-way contract with the Los Angeles Clippers. His name is Xavier Moon, and he's coming on our show to talk a little bit more about his story and what he has planned for his future. So stay tuned. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce you to um, Xavier Moon. Xavier Moon, my man, welcome to the show. Man, I appreciate you for having me, man. No problem, no problem. Um, let's get right into it. Uh, another special guest. Like I said, um, I'll bring my viewers, all these special guests. Obviously, Xavier Moon, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, you're obviously one of the best players in the NBA G League, but now you just got offered your NBA two-way contract um congratulations to you my man yeah i appreciate you bro no problem no problem so you're widely known throughout the basketball world right but for everybody else people who don't necessarily watch the nba um why don't you go ahead and tell us about you know xavier moon the person from goodwater alabama man like you said born and raised goodwater alabama uh 27 Graduated from Moorhead State um, in 2017. Um, I started my pro career like shortly after that. Went to France my first year, um, and then my, my my next two years I was in uh, Canada. Um, and then my my year after that I was in Israel. And then this, this past well this season now that I was um, started off in the G League, uh, and then got my stint in the NBA with a couple couple ten day contracts and went back to the G League and now I'm getting my opportunity again on the two way. Definitely, definitely. Um, I want to ask you this. Um, obviously, a lot of people don't know that you're related to uh Jamario Moon, who was uh, uh NBA player back in the uh early two thousands, late mid two thousands. Uh, he played for the Cleveland Cavaliers, and you know he played alongside LeBron James on the Cleveland Cavaliers, those Cavs teams back in two thousand seven, two thousand six. I want you to talk about the relationship that you and uh Jamario have. Um, why don't you go and explain, you know, what type of relationship you guys have? Uh, 
it's more like a brother relationship uh, than he's my uncle. Um, we talk pretty much every day, um, whether it's about life, basketball. Um, and he's probably been my, my biggest mentor when it comes to uh, having my own path um, and following in his footsteps that, the same way that he got to the league. Um, he played in 17, 18 different leagues across the world wow. um, before he made before he made it to the NBA. So we, we've always had those talks. Uh, never give up. Control what you can control. Um, and just keep your head down, keep working. Um, so it, I feel, I find it ironic that we both made it to the league at 27. That's um, crazy. But, yeah, he, he's always been in my corner, uh, somebody I could talk to, um, like I said, about basketball or if it's just about life. Do you think that, um, obviously, you grew up watching him, but would you say that was part of the reason why you, you know wanted to take on basketball in, in a sense? Uh, he's the reason I started taking it more serious. Uh, once he made it to the league, I'm like, oh, I feel like I can do that too. Um, and just watching him and following him around, man, and, and going so many different places, he showed me uh, different parts of the world. I'm like, man, I want to do the same thing. So I, f- I think it's cool that I started my career off uh, going overseas and then following his footsteps and making it to the league too. Yeah, I would, I would always remember Jamario playing. He he was a high flyer, man. He would like to get above the rim and stuff like that. But he was fun to watch, him and LeBron back in the, those Cleveland days. But – Moving on, um, obviously you were an elite, uh, elite scorer in high school, and then you played at Northwestern Florida State for about two years. Um, and then, you, like you said, you transferred to Moorhead State. Um, why Moorhead State? Uh, the family atmosphere, man. It's a, a small school. Um, I didn't know much about it until they told me Kenneth Reed graduated from there. Um, so when I got there on my visit, uh, that was actually like the last visit that I took. Um, and I just I fell in love with the school. I fell in love with the people um, that invested in the team. Um, so I actually signed on my visit before I left. Uh, so like I said, man, just a family atmosphere because I'm I'm a big family person. So uh, it was an easy decision for me to make. Yeah, yeah, that, that Morehead State visit gets people, huh? I like that. <laughs> for sure. Um, for sure. <laughs> I want to uh, ask you about your your nickname, Half Moon. Um, <laughs> Obviously, you're you're known as uh your last name is known as Moon, but what what what's this with this half moon that I've been hearing about? Man, I can't even tell you, bro. It's just some people call me some people call me half moon. Uh, they call my uncle full moon. So I mean, I just go along with it. Just go with it. Just go with it. Got no choice. Um, I want to ask you about um Canada now. You know, obviously, you're a huge star in Canada. Um, you played for um, in the, you played in the CBL league and you know won, won multiple awards. I mean MVPs, championships, back to back years. Um, what do you think really helped you evolve into a star and a natural scorer when you got into Canada? Um, well, I was already a natural scorer coming out of high school, um, but the game is different once you turn pro. Um, and I feel like when I got to Canada, I was just able to develop my game more. Um, as I played in London and then in the summertime when I played in Edmonton. Um, and the summer, the summers I had in Edmonton really, like, helped me develop my game because uh, it was more so uh, individual workouts. We wouldn't – nothing was too strenuous. Right. So it was always just individual workouts, a uh, couple practices here and there. So I was able to stay in the gym a lot more um, and work on my individual game. And I think that helped me um, get to where I am now. Definitely. What, what would you say um... – is the difference, and obviously you're in the NBA now. What's the major difference between the overseas play in the NBA and the NBA G League play? Oh, everybody's bigger, everybody's faster, stronger. 
uh, more athletic. Um, like you go from playing overseas to being able to score whenever you want to and get to the G League and it's somebody to meet you at the rim every night. <laughs> so yeah. you just got to be able to, to transition it, to, um, transition your game uh, to fit the NBA style. Um, obviously, like I say, everybody's more athletic um, as you watch, I mean, every night these NBA games. So just got to be able to uh, to get used to that and get to get used to the speed of the game. But once you get adjusted, I think it's pretty, pretty easy. Yeah, adjustment, adjustment. Yep. Um, moving on. Um, so, you know, you, you have your experience in overseas and stuff like that. And, you know, you, you're winning championships in Canada. You're, you're getting MVPs. Um, I'm sure you already thought that you're ready for, you know, the next level, the NBA G League or the NBA, you know, that's in your mindset, right? I want to ask you, um, you know, where were you when you found out, then you found out that you got that 10 day contract and you were offered that 10 day contract? Um, you said, where was I? Yeah. How, how, how did I feel? Yeah. Where um, were you in, and how did you feel, man? <laughs> it's funny that you asked cause I had just uh, got home, uh, two days prior to that. Well, not even a whole two days because I flew home. We played in Vegas in the G league, um, December 22nd. Um, I flew home that after that game that night. So I had a red eye flight. So I got home the morning of the 23rd. Um, and I got the call <laughs> the next day. Christmas Eve, um, wow. around nine thirty, around nine thirty, ten o'clock, uh, from the president of the Clippers. Um, so I was actually able to be at home, be around my family. Um, and once I got the call, man, I was actually like driving home. Um, I had been somewhere, I was driving home. So I sped home, man, so I could tell my mom. <laughs> um, and as soon as I told her, man, she just went crazy. Um, I actually cried. I ain't even gonna lie to you, bro, because it's been a long time coming, bro. So yeah, uh, it was a lot of it was a lot of emotion, but I'm glad that I got to share that with my family. Yeah, can you explain? Like, um, obviously you said it's a, a long way coming, right? Like, can you get in depth on like how hard it was just <clears throat> to even get a contract? A lot of people don't understand. Like, you know, they might see you, you know, play overseas and stuff like that, and they know that you're good, but they don't know what's going on behind the scenes and what you're doing behind the scenes. Can you explain like what what exactly it really is like? Um. It's tough, man. It's tough. Like, I took a chance on myself even trying to go play in the G League this year. Um, I had initially signed to go to Italy. Right. Uh, this was, like, in the middle of the season when I was in Canada. So, um, once I got home in, like, September, like, I had a couple workouts with a couple teams. So, I was like, man, I'm going to just stay here and try to try to get in the G League. Um, and, then, and then when I got in the G League, uh, obviously COVID and all this other stuff was going on. So a lot of guys was missing time, and I see all these people getting call ups, and I'm like, man, like, I feel like this is my opportunity to get a call up. Um, but I wasn't focused on trying to get that call up or focusing on what the what the next person had. Um, I just kept my head down, I kept working, um, and then I eventually got my call up. But I know players that play in the G League five plus years and never get a call up. Man. Uh, so I feel like I it was I was just in the right place at the right time, and my opportunity came, and I took advantage of it. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, you got to, you got to take advantage, and why not take a shot, right? Um, so what's your mindset going into these like ten day contracts? How, how you are you? Is, I'm, I'm sure there's pressure that comes with it, but like I want to know what, what's your mindset like going into these contracts. No, I never put any pressure on myself. Um, at the end of the day, it's still basketball. Uh, it don't matter if I'm playing in the NBA or overseas or wherever. 
Um, it's still just basketball. Like I've been doing this my whole life. So my confidence is very high in myself and my abilities and what I can do. Um, but going into the 10 day contracts, man, you're just trying to do whatever the team need. Um, sometimes they might put you in a certain role. So you just got to be there and, and be the best in that role. That's pretty much it. Right, I've heard that. I've heard that. Um, my older brother, as you know, um, you know, he would always say that, you know, NBA, it has a lot to do with your role and being a star in your role. But um, I want to ask you this. Um, you're in the NBA now and you during your 10 day contracts, you know, tell me, uh, give me a what was your welcome to the NBA moment? <laughs> if you um, have one so far. Probably guarding James Harden. Um, my The second night that I was the second night, of, I think we had a back to back. Um, but I signed, I actually flew out on Christmas morning. Um, and I played the next day against Denver, uh, the 26th. And then I think we had a game either the next day, the 27th or the 28th, but we played Brooklyn. Um, and then once I got in the game, I was actually guarding James Harden. <laughs> how, so I'm, I'm just, how was it that? Wasn't, it wasn't, anything, <laughs> it wasn't nothing crazy. Like he didn't do nothing crazy, but it's just the fact that. I had so many people like sending me the picture on TV, like, bro, you just guarding James Harden. Like in the game, I'm not thinking that way. Like I'm not thinking like, oh shit, it's James Harden. Like I'm just thinking like, oh, it's another player in the NBA. Right. But right. to see those pictures after the game, man, I'm like, man, that's that's crazy. You made it. You made it. That that, that shows <laughs> I, that you made I it. Made it. Um, right. <laughs> I want to ask you this. Um, obviously you're a guy. You know, you're a fun guy. You like to, you know. Uh, connect with your fans and show them, you know, little sneak peeks of what it's like. Um, can you paint us a picture of what the NBA lifestyle is like? You know, obviously you're in lavish hotels, you know, the constant travel, playing in these uh, big arenas. I mean, like, paint us a picture of what it's like. <laughs> man, it's, it's lovely, man. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know how anybody get here and don't want to stay here, man. I'm talking – from like you said, from the hotels, you living in the best hotels in the world. Uh, private flights, like you don't have to wait in line. You're not bumping into other people. Um, per diem, like the money you get to eat on the road is crazy. Uh, on top of that, you get catered food. Like I got a whole bunch of stuff over here, like catered food. Um, and I mean, everything is at your disposal. That's probably the best way I could put it. Whatever you, whatever you want, it's literally at your disposal. Um, so how can you not succeed on the court when everything that you need is already, is going to be given to you exactly. or going to be taken care of? Exactly. So I feel like as long as, as long as you handle your business on the court, man, the, the off the court lifestyle is, is perfect. Like it's supposed to be that way. Um, so you can pay millions to do what you need to do, but you're not wanting for nothing or needing nothing because you, you got everything. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you got the resources right there. You can't complain, right? <laughs> um, At all. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you this. Um, I want to ask you about the arenas. Obviously, you know, you played in Madison Square Garden. Talk about how, you know, special that was. You know, you're walking into, to like, it's like a dream for you, I, I bet. You know, you're walking into Madison Square Garden. You're about to play your NBA game. Talk about that experience. Man, it was like a movie, man. Like, so crazy like i said like a movie you walking in there um the lights are all over the court but like the the arena stands are like dark so it's like you can look up you can look up into the stands but you can't really see too much um then i'm walking out there i'm looking around like bro, i'm in madison square garden like <laughs> it's just crazy to me man like i played in td guard and i played in scotia bank in toronto and 
What what has been uh, your favorite but, arena so far? Um, my favorite arena, it probably had to be. Ooh, that's tough. <laughs> it had to be. I'll say Denver. Denver. Okay. Denver. That Denver. Shocker. That was like that was probably like my best one. Um, that game was like a playoff game. Oh, it was, the wow. atmosphere was the at, the atmosphere was crazy in Denver. So I definitely I probably have to say Denver. Yeah, you don't you don't really see that through TV. You only so much you can see, but you know, um you're first you got the first hand experience with that. Um very cool, Xavier. I wanna ask you a few days ago you signed your two way contract with the NBA G League and you know, you, you you carry this motto that, you know, you you say that you're back where you belong, right? You know, what what have you learned from that experience you know going back and forth from the nba to the nba g league and even getting another shot at the nba as well so uh what what have you learned from that whole experience um just staying patient uh that's something that i've said to myself even when i came out of college um because i wasn't highly recruited coming out of high school um so i've always even my uncle has always told me to stay patient um so I, I feel like I've carried that with me up until this point in my career. Um, obviously, everything is going to happen when it's going to happen, um, whether I want it to happen now or later. Um, but all I, all I can do is, man, is stay patient, um, keep working on what I need to work on, watching film, doing all this. Um, and when the opportunity presents itself, take full advantage of it. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so now you're on the Clippers. Um Everybody on the Clippers has something good to say about Xavier Moon, guys. Um, Reggie Jackson, Tyron Lue, Paul George. Um, I want to get into Reggie Jackson a little bit. I know you guys are really close. Um, talk about the relationship that you have with Reggie ja- Reggie Jackson and how much of a, a great mentor he has been in your life so far. Man, it's crazy because when I first got here on my first 10-day, um, he was actually out the first couple games that I played with COVID. Uh, so when he got back and he walked in the locker room and he was talking like loud, like all of that, I'm like, I thought Reds is like a like a choir dude. And yeah. then like we got to we got to chopping it up and he was like, man, this this is me, like this is me. I'm high energy. I'm like, okay, like I, I like that. I like that. So I mean, we just started to build a relationship. The more games we played, um, he was always he would always tell me to have fun, like all of this, and I'm pretty much telling him the same thing, like, hey man, have fun. Uh, turnover, missed shots, bro. Just, just keep going, keep going. So we built that relationship. Um, and he's somebody I talked to periodically while I was in the G, uh, just checking on me, seeing how I'm doing. Um, obviously, I was watching the game, so I, I hit him up every now and then. But he's been a huge, he's been a huge part of my success uh, while I've been in the league. Um, just keeping the mood light um, and constantly staying in my ear about just having fun. So I feel like you know he's a big part of the reason why I'm, I'm still here. Exactly. Yeah, um, I didn't know that Reggie Jackson. You know, I don't know him personally, but you know, he seems like a more you know reserved and uh, laid back guy. But you know, you say he's some high energy. You know, you must know, right? Yeah. But um, I want to ask you about the faces of the franchise: Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. Um, talk, uh, explain them, mm-hmm. explain the conversations that you've had with them. You know, so far. Um, I talk to P quite often. Uh, obviously, he came back yesterday uh, from injury. Yeah, he went uh, off. <laughs> had, had, a, had a crazy game, crazy game. Uh, but he's one of those people that have told me to stay patient as well. Uh, I, I didn't get to talk to Kawhi much uh, because he wasn't around because of the, the rehab and stuff he was doing with his knee. 
Right. Um, but but P is just like any other player, man. He just he just so happened to be a superstar. Um, very personable, so you can talk to him about whatever. But very fun to watch, especially up close and personal. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> I bet. Um, I want to ask you about Tyron Lue. You know, obviously he's the head coach for the Clippers. Um, what what advice has he given you so far? I've, of course, he, I'm sure he's saying you know be patient stuff like that. But any any pointers he's been giving you out there? Um, don't walk on eggshells. Just play how I played in the G. You know, what I'm saying he's not that not that type of coach where he's gonna be pulling me out after every mistake. Uh, he's a player's coach. Obviously, he played, so he knows how the game works. Um, so that first conversation we had when he told me I was going to get some minutes, that's the first thing he said. Uh, don't walk on eggshells. Uh, play how you played in the G, man. Go have fun um, and help us win games. So I feel like um, having a coach like that, man, give you all the confidence in the world. So uh, he's a reason for my success, too, uh, my first couple of 10 days that I had here. Yeah, he's a game changer. That's a brilliant coach. Um, he's a champion. Um, respects to Tyron Lue. Um now you're playing for the LA Clippers. Um, what's your mindset for the rest of the season, Xavier? What's your mindset like? Hey, whatever they whatever they need me to do. When they say X, you're going in the game. I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> they need me to run the team. Um, they pretty much looking for a point guard, so they just need me to run the team. You know, what I'm saying get us in our offense, stuff like that. But obviously, I can score the ball. But right now, man, I'm just I'm having fun with it. I'm learning as much as I can these last couple games and. Hopefully, can get my two-way converted into a roster spot so I can play in the playoffs. Why not, right? And why not? It's not. It's not anything that you can't do, right, Xavier? And you've done it. You've For done sure. it before. Um, moving on to our next segment. Um, fans' questions. I'm only gonna pull out one question. Um, <sighs> Xavier, I want to ask you this. Um, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't, by the way, our website is up and running. So for you guys to submit your questions on and ask whoever we got coming on. Um, Xavier, this is his turn. So I'm going to pull out a question here and uh, I'm going to go with how amazing is your, your agent? Oh, she's the best agent I've had. Um, like I told, like I said, got, I, she got me out of my contract in Italy um, and went through hell to do that. So uh, much respect to her, a lot of credit to her. Um, she helped me get my first G League contract, helped me get my first NBA contract. Um, and she's, a, I've known her for four years now. So we've, we've always had a good relationship, but when she told me she was going to be an agent, I was like, all right, cool. Like I wasn't thinking then, then, uh, then about it. Um, and then she was like, I'm gonna get you in the G League. And I was like, all right, cool. Like I've heard that before too. <laughs> um, but then she started reaching out to teams, started hitting up coaches, like doing all this work for me. Um, and actually got me in the G. And then she was like, well, next step is to get you in the league. Like, that's where yeah. you belong. Um, she put the work in. And while I was putting the work in on the court, she was behind the scenes doing her work too. Um, so, like I said, man, she's probably the best. She's definitely the best agent I've had. Wow. that's Yeah, that's awesome, man. Respect to, to whoever she is. She's doing her job. You know, she's doing she's doing it at a high level also. Um, Xavier, we're moving on. It's our last segment we always end out our episodes with what's next for you and where do you see yourself in five years xavier moon uh what's next for me is the game tomorrow against chicago <laughs> <laughs> yeah we play tomorrow against chicago and then uh tune in y'all yeah tune in man tomorrow uh then we head out to milwaukee on after the game 
Um, but where I see myself in the next five years, man, is, is an established NBA player. Um, I feel like these next couple of games are going to really help me get my feet wet. Um, and the Clippers will see that I'm a player that they should have around. So I'm looking forward to that. And uh, we'll see how, how the chips fall. Yeah, man, I'm rooting for you all, rooting for you. Uh, I'm sure you'll get there. You, you know, you made it this far. So you're just right there, Xavier. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is Xavier Moon, uh, L.A. Clippers guard. <laughs> Thank you for coming on, my man. I really appreciate you. And uh, I'll be watching that game tomorrow. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can go check that out as well. So, that's all we got for you guys today.